Just hear those labels jingling, ring a ting a ting a ling a too. Ring a ling a ling a ding 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 a
um, chicken pesto pasta, but with prime rib instead. Yeah, ooh, so we'll see. Good. We'll see how that tastes. If it ups the game. Um, yeah. Once again, we will not be doing a show on Thursday night. I know that uh, Nikki Knight, I know a couple other people, John, um, MSM Liars, myself, are going to be heading over to West Kentucky and helping a lady put in her her stove. I guess um, her husband left her high and tight, no heat or anything in the apartment. She's very low on funds. So uh, we're going to end up going and taking care of her. So hopefully she has a little bit of heat in that house on Thursday evening. Suski says medium rare. Yes. We're going to start off medium rare or a little bit under medium rare. Um, that way when I cook it the next two times for yep. barbecue sandwiches and for penny or for my uh, pesto pasta, um, it doesn't get too overcooked. So the first night we'll be eating like medium, like rare medium rare. Rare medium yeah, rare. <laughs> but it's, it's prime rib. You can serve that at like, yeah. I think 135 internal temp. So yeah. fortunately, I think you could probably eat it raw, but um, that's hey. not my, that's not my thing. I don't really care. No. I don't like cutting into things that bleed. So, you know, um, <laughs> but then again, if I was to cook filet mignon, I would go a little bit more rare on that just so I don't get picked on and made fun of because it's happened before. Absolutely. But um, I hope you all had a really great day. I know that, uh, Moonwolf was watching um, the movie that we were talking about last night while we were doing our show and kind of said the same thing that we did, just all the little weird things that were hitting in there. And I have a couple more things that kind of go over that as far as the news is concerned today. I um, had to get everything lined up last second because I had to turn my computer off and restart it. Fun, fun, fun. Oh, goodness, technology. But first, uh, getting to a little bit of news. Um, this is a reminder. This was Biden back in 2021, Okay. So on uh, May 7th, 2021, um, Biden dropped an ominous note into his remarks to American service members at a Virginia military base, telling them that his Chinese counterpart believes that Beijing will own America, end quote, inside the next 15 years. Jeez. Boy, did he call that one. Yeah, right. He uh, did a little speaking today because uh, Zelensky's in town. Oh, big surprise, right? I think Zelensky's in town permanently. I know that I was reading that they've given him citizenship and they're probably about getting ready to give him the boot. You know, Pompeo, who I actually really liked at one time, I thought he was one of the good ones, but he turned out not to necessarily be a good one. Or he's really good at playing a bad guy who is a good guy. I don't know. But he came out saying that, well, we really need to help out um, Ukraine because, you know, helping out Ukraine, we're going to avoid disaster here in America. Still explain that to me. Um Nonetheless, he's saying we need to send more money. And it's like, well, here's my question. How did the first, uh, how did the first billion or, you know, 15 billion or whatever we sent, how did that work? Because you guys yeah. are telling us if we sent that it? money over, we were going to help them. Mm -hmm. Where's the money? Fortunately, yeah. um, our Speaker of the House is, is holding true. Yeah, and so far. So far. And he's demanding that, you know, if you guys want any help with Ukraine, we want to know where that money's going. So he's holding his he's holding it, their feet to the fire right now, saying, "Look, you guys need to explain to us not only where that money's gone, but I want to know where this money is going." Mm -hmm. And they have two choices: they can either keep pushing this one down the road because they're trying to blame the Congress right now, but literally all this stuff is sitting on the Senate's desk collecting dust. Um, so it's the Senate, it's Schumer, it's all those guys that are creating this problem. The thing is, though, is they know that they can't tell you where the money went because then it's going to reveal mm -hmm. that half that money went back into their pockets or into a couple of Yahtzee. Why doesn't that's the thing? You know, we, we discussed this one earlier. It would simply be like somebody, some of y'all reaching out to us going, hey, 
we can't afford to put dinner on our table for our family mm-hmm. as I find out that you're going and spending lots of money at K Jewelers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This yeah. is basically what it is. So he's gotten all this money from America and is somehow still accumulating mansions and yachts. Yes. While he's begging other countries to fund this war. It's never, it's a non-fundable war. Nothing, no, no money. It's just like climate change. No matter how much money you throw at it, the problem's not going to be fixed. It's a big, gigantic scam. Absolutely. Um, so what did Biden do? Biden is sending, he told them today that he's sending another $200 million over there. So I asked the question. I thought this had to go through Congress. Well, here's the deal. It's no different than what just happened with the uh, the school funding that they, you know, where they were paying back student loans and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the old saying, uh, you know, stealing from Peter to pay Paul or yes. stealing from Paul to pay, pay Peter, Peter or whatever, whatever, whatever that, that, that one goes. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what's happening. So the Supreme Court came out and said, you cannot use any new taxpayer funding in order to pay back student loans. So what did they do? They pulled it from money that had already been allocated to somewhere else because technically it's not new taxpayer money. It was something that's already gone through. So they're just taking it from them. And that's exactly what Biden did today. He took another $200 million, sending it over to Ukraine that he pulled out of the DOD fund. So they're pulling money out of our military fund and sending it over to theirs, knowing that we're going to be facing possibly what we talked about last night, you know, Wi-Fi outages, blackouts and so forth. Um, You know, we don't know if this is going to happen or not because there's been a lot of chatter for years about what's going to happen and then nothing ever does. So there's a lot of... um, yeah, Montana dude, I'm right there with you. How about pulling it from the IRS budget or pulling it from the Absolutely. the well, not the Federal Reserve non-government organization, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Um so yeah, that's what they're doing right now. It's blatant money laundering. Someone else just said that a moment ago. And I'd like to know who it's going to. What's that? I'd like to know who it's going to. I don't know where um I'm assuming it's going in the pockets of other people. Of uh, people, yes. Yeah, it's just it's back in and, and they know that you know, they're Someone's losing getting kickbacks. Yeah, they're running out of time. That's why they're trying to do this like ASAP. And that's what they're doing exactly. Tara Lynn, yeah, they're you know, because the money is is just paper. They're they're printing it out of nothing. But what they're doing with it is while it's still well, you still have the illusion that our money is worth something. Mm-hmm. They're buying gold, they're buying silver, they're buying crypto, I they're buying things that are Hunter. yeah, they're they're <laughs> buying kidding. real stuff with stuff that doesn't work any yeah. longer. Sure yeah, buying painters from yeah. <laughs> or or children. That's what it's more like. Yeah. It's not paintings. It's it's children. children. Yes. Um, it's just a disgusting world. We talked about that last night. Um, and oddly enough, when I got done with the show last night, so we talked briefly about how Etsy is doing the Wayfair thing, mm-hmm. where they're selling like really high price stuff or low price stuff for extremely high prices. So, for instance, you know they're selling baby onesies for fifteen thousand dollars or or photos of pic of uh, people eating pizza for like $20,000 to $100,000. You know, it's ridiculous stuff. And this is really what they're doing is they're selling to children. So as I found out last night, as soon as I got done with the show, John Legend mm-hmm. is now the spokesperson who's speaking out and doing all the commercial ads for Etsy right Whoa. as this stuff is popping Really? Up. So if you didn't have a red flag before, there, there you, you go. go. And we literally mentioned mm-hmm. um, Christy Teigen or Chrissy Teigen last night. Yes. And t- Chrissy Teigen is married to John I'm Legend. Legend. Um, you know, so it, it's all falling into place. They're just selling their kids, getting wow. away with it. I mean, it's just uh, what a mad, 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 I think mad, I'd mad, like mad to world. write them a letter. Not not John Legend, but Etsy. Oh, I know. And I'm, have that picture right there. So you can send that to me and I'll do that. Yeah, well, it's, it's the sad thing, though, is that like, 
I really like. I just liked, want them to know that we're noticing. Oh yeah. Well, I really liked Etsy because Etsy was one of those places yeah. at one time that gave Used people to. like you and me and people out yeah. here a shot that we can mm-hmm. do our own little crafts and sell them online, make a little extra money. It was for the person, the, yes, people, the people, where we weren't competing with corporations. And now they opened the door to let corporations come in and sell there. So boom, there we go. That That's because they can obviously sell things for a lot less because mm-hmm. they can afford to buy things in mass that we can't get to. Um, but now you find out that Etsy's actually being used for this kind of stuff too. So, you know, now we don't have that. So I'm hoping that, um, we should start one. Yeah. Well, we got, we have the, <laughs> the, the, what was it? Um, the, my pillow or my store, you know, yeah, which my is store. kind of like that, you know, it yeah. doesn't really, it, it wasn't doesn't get into was. like creating though. Yeah. That was the know? thing is that Etsy was really good about that. Cause I could, you know, you could sell leather work, you could sell the t-shirts yeah. that you made out of your homes. Yeah. You could sell the little Christmas arms that you made. It gave people like us a shot. shot yeah. And then other people would go to Etsy because they wanted to, you know, they would rather Something spend a little bit made. more money. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and you you know how that is because you're you do leather and stuff like that. The only problem that I had with Etsy is it's they take a lot of your percentage. Yeah. And so, but I mean, you know, if you got a if you got a good supplier and stuff like that, you're going to keep going back to them. But I'm really disappointed in the fact that this stuff is on Etsy. So yeah, well, I I kind of had a problem with Etsy for a little bit because I was on Etsy. You were on there. Mm -hmm. Um, I got removed from Etsy. Yes. Because um, I was selling. I was Patriotic. selling Trump and Q stuff, yeah. um, Q T-shirts mm-hmm. on Etsy, and they ended up removing me. They remember you got removed from something else too, right? Yeah, I got removed from them and another company called uh, um, We. I think it was We. Something. Yeah, like it was that. basically like a build your own website where you could build yeah. your own website, and they would mm-hmm. give you the serving platform. So I got removed from them just for being a patriot. Hey, Jay Wu, great to see you, brother. Um, yeah, so so next we have uh, Biden tells Zelensky not to give up hope and warns Congress. And here we go, guys, with the threats. Um, warns Congress that this will give Putin the greatest Christmas gift ever if they don't approve aid for Ukraine. As Mitch McConnell says, talks are dead for the year. And there's a reason they're trying to get this done before the years because things change at the beginning of next year um, to the point where they have to you know, decide where this money is going. They know that this is their last chance. They basically have like three weeks left in this, this year in order to get their money laundering. Things are going to stop after that point. Great news is I'm seeing more and more stuff come out regarding the 2020 elections. Yeah, um, we are. I mean, all kinds of different states right now are trying to remove themselves from any way of voting that connects to the Internet. Um, you know, they've different states are talking about the, the corruption they're going on. So it's finally coming out into the forefront. Um, don't know where it's going. But, you know, we've been saying this for a while. There's no, what's the point of voting? What's the point of an election if this isn't fixed? So I'm hoping, oh, dear Lord, I'm praying uh, yes. that this is kind of the beginning of that. Um, Starting to see some stuff. But yeah, th- exactly. But that's the thing. We see a lot. Of yeah, stuff. we see a lot of um, stuff. And then, you know, it just falls through the cracks. And the great thing, though, is there's also um, multiple senators and Congress people that are putting um, bills or something forward in order to get the Epstein flight logs released. So it's no longer just Blackburn out of Tennessee. You've got like three other yeah. people that are now pushing for this too. And once again, we're watching, um, I don't know how many people I've lost count. Literally I've lost count about how many Republicans and Democrats have all of a sudden decided to either leave before their terms up or not to run again. And that kind of, remember I kind of says that to you about the, the satellite phones too, or the ones that are leaving get 
have those satellite phones. Yeah, and some of them did. Yeah, um, but, not all but, of them. Yeah, exactly. And and Q even mentioned this way back in the day, is that, you know, to pay attention and watch how many people were dropping out of Senate and mm-hmm. Congress that either that. weren't going to run again or they were just leaving in the middle of their, um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, just getting out because they see what's coming. <laughs> and, and and it's been, we're, we're up to like 30 or 40 now. I mean, it's Jeez. it's a high number, you know, really? so... Um, like I said, I don't, I don't put my bread in any of those baskets. You know me, my, there's only one basket that all my, my eggs go into, and that is our heavenly father. Um, I trust him no matter what happens. Um, I know that it's all, you know, playing out the way that he wants it to. Otherwise it wouldn't be happening. So that's why I have, you know, I think many of us have that ability to stay calm during this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, Diva says, you know, it still feels like a of the hopium quite you know the quite the masses and that's kind of you know how i feel too that's why i don't get excited about this now i do read and i'm like okay i do notice patterns i do notice more and more stuff coming out but once again like devo just said are they putting this hopium out to keep us quiet so that we don't react instead of exactly. just sitting back waiting for someone else to come fix the problem but we're getting closer and closer to the point where people are going to react i can tell you right now if Trump gets arrested or, or not arrested, but ends up going to jail for all these court trials that he's going through, um, people aren't going to sit by. Even Fox said that the other day. They, yeah. I was kind of surprised. They were like, people are going to rebel. There's no more sitting back. And it's not even like they were trying to detour. This was like between uh, Gutfeld and uh, Waters. Yeah. Two of the people that, you know, I still kind of enjoy watching on that. Um, but other than that, everyone on that network is horrible, including Hannity. Hannity's right up there at the top of horrible. Um, so next we got, um, this is crazy right here. Um, Libin sent this one to me earlier and I had found it as well. So, uh, the nation's largest pharmacy chains, including CVS health, Kroger, Rite Aid, and others have handed over Americans prescription records to police and government investigators without a warrant. A congressional investigation found this is came from the Washington post. Um, yeah, this breaks all kinds of American laws. Like we're supposed to, the HIPAA laws, we're supposed to have privacy and they're just taking it away. And it's the big companies too. But once again, am I sad about this? Um, Not necessarily because remember, we we talked about this, not part of the temple needs to come down. Not just, uh, not just the government part, like the whole temple needs to come down. And and that's including a lot of these um, corporations out there that we discussed last night that are being funded by different people politically. Um, and every, exactly, Pamela, every last brick needs to come down from this. And that includes these corporations. So this is where we really have a lot of power is just not providing money to these corporations any yeah. longer. Or eventually, and I'm going to go back to Q again, Q said that, you know, the most of this temple would be brought down by lawsuits, mm-hmm. you know, people coming together and suing. So this is the thing. You know, on, on the outside, yes, this is terrible that these pharmacies are handing over our information. But at the same time, people do appreciate privacy to a point. So I'm hoping that people step up and start denying these people money, going after them, class action lawsuits, bring down the entire temple. And then the rest of those people, it's kind of like, uh, was it Jack Reacher, one of those shows yeah, where he was just like, you know, all you have to do is bring down the big one. Yes, the the biggest yeah. guy on the playground. Yeah. You may have a couple of guys that are brave enough to come after you, but after you take them yeah. down, everyone else is running off. You know, so if you take down some of these biggest companies, perhaps some of the smaller biggest companies are going to step back and be like, "Oh crap, we're about to lose everything." This is where we have the power, 
is at the very least stop funding them with mm-hmm. purchasing items yeah. from their their corporations. Like I said, um, CVS, Kroger, some of the big ones that we used to go into. Going to. Um, and show them who's boss. Show them. Absolutely. Apparently, you know, taking money out of Budweiser's mouth and some of those other companies wasn't good enough, good enough for these yeah. companies to stop doing what they're doing. But there's going to be a point where so many claps, if, if, it, if people can come together, stop arguing over the Democrat Republican thing and realize that they all hate us. They all want us to die. And it's really about the people against the elite. Once we can get to that point, once people can come together and realize that we are nothing but pawns in the evil elites games, then everything's going to change. Mm-hmm. We'll come together. We'll realize, oh my goodness, we do outnumber the elites. And it's as simple as that. And it's crazy that it's taken this long to get to the point, but it, it's hard for people. It's, it's, it's beyond, I always say cognitive dissonance, but it's beyond that at this point. It's way beyond cognitive distance because people, there's a point where people just don't know to admit that, that everything that they've been taught in their lives is a lie. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause it, it really, it throws everything off. Everything that they've done their whole lives is going to have to be readjusted to, you know, taking care of yourself, not relying on other people. And we just got to break people of this somehow, yeah. you know, so keep on spreading the truth. Most importantly, keep on spreading that gospel because the answers are in there, but you, you got to lead those, those people that just don't want to reach out to God. You got to pull them in somehow. But in the meanwhile, God's doing his own business, um, taking care of it. God shall not be mocked. We've nope. said that many times. We've talked about that many times. And, uh, if you guys recall, was it a couple of years ago, there was a, a female comedian that was up on stage. Oh, I've been vaccinated three times. I've gotten two boosters and I've gone here and there. I keep doing comedy shows and, and I'm doing great. I feel great. How about y'all? And then uh, yeah. she made the comment, like, I'm willing to say that, that Jesus loves me uh, more than others. And literally like 10 seconds after she said that she collapsed on the stage. Yes. Okay. So today there was a, a guy who was up there cursing Israel. And literally after he was saying that, you know, um, that if you keep doing what you're doing, Allah's going to hold you accountable. He had a heart attack up there. Was it Turkey? Okay. Had a heart attack up on stage literally right after he said that. Once again, God will not be mocked. And it's crazy how fast this happens after they get up and say these things like, Jesus loves me more than you. And Jesus is like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to show you that. I'm about to send you. Jesus is about to send you to the hospital. (laughs) hospital. And hopefully you learn a lesson from that. This guy right here, same exact thing happened. Like I said, heart attack right after he started saying this stuff. Um, Crazy. So was it uh, it Idaho or Iowa? I think it was Iowa where they've got the the satanic um, shrine that's up inside of the Capitol building. Um, uh, Jack Posbiak is starting something. He's trying to get everyone to call in to their state capital, call in to the governor and everybody mm-hmm. demanded this be removed yes. so that everyone is just flooding their phones tomorrow. So if you get a chance, get that number. I don't have it with me on hand right now. Um, it'll be, I'm sure all over uh, Twitter and, and the other things tomorrow. So if you get a chance, be one of those people that calls in and, de- and demands that this be removed. Um, because even the preachers, some of the, the pastors that are there are sticking up for this. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know, so yeah. once again, we were warned about this, that even our churches would be infiltrated. Yes. And here we go, because no pastor, no reverend, no church leader in this world should ever stand up for the fact that there is a satanic shrine, shrine being represented in our Capitol building. And look, I'm a constitutionalist. 
you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a follower of Christ first, but I'm a constitutionalist and I understand that freedom of religion goes with all religion and they should all be represented, but you need to represent all or none. Mm-hmm. straight up and and I will never be one of those people no matter how much I agree with our constitution and you know the right to to re- religious belief um will I ever stand up for a satanic symbol standing up in any government building whatsoever especially when they're not allowing you know I mean I know they're paying about Christmas trees Christmas lights um you know put a cross in there put Jesus you know put put a a manger scene in there. There we yes. go. Mm-hmm. You know, forget the Christmas trees. Put a manger yeah. scene up in there. Yeah, exactly. So um, next, uh, and guys, this kind of follows what we were talking about last night. So this came out from the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security today. They're both warning that the public of heightened threats to the public safety this holiday season and through winter associated with an ongoing Israel-Hamas conflict. So this actually came out on multiple stations, including Fox Today. So once again, mm-hmm. are they just trying to scare us? Are they trying to be kind all of a sudden and warn us to be prepared? I don't know, but I will say be prepared. Get your freedom spreaders. Get your freedom seeds. Get your water. Get your food. Get Make anything sure that, that you need to. Make sure that you're protected when you're out. And everyone, you know, I, I would suggest a month. We've been saying this for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I know it's overkill because here we are. Two years later after doing the show, I've been talking about this since day one, yeah. but you know, you can always eat what you don't use. If, mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen, awesome. If it does, you'll be grateful that you have the stock. Mm-hmm. If you, if this doesn't go down, you got food to hand over to the, uh, the needy, you know, yes, some exactly. from poor people and stuff like that, that can't afford food. So there's always something that you can do. Um, but it is, you know, uh, Terry Lynn says it's a feeling like it's getting close. And I agree with you. Um, I'm, my, my dreams are ramping up more and more every night. And I don't claim by any means to be a prophet. But I do know that um, certain dreams I can just dismiss. Certain dreams hang on with me all day and they affect me emotionally. And those are the ones that I pay attention to most because that's how I believe how God is speaking to me. And it's all I've been about being prepared. You know, I told you I had a dream where... Um, we were fighting like literal fighting demons and, uh, Jeff was right next to me. God, um, put us together oddly to watch out for each other on the battlefield because we had the ladies at home taking care of each other. And we were fighting, um, in front of Michael, the archangel, which is pretty neat. And then I had that weird zombie dream where I'm like, ah, man, that's, that's not real. That's just more rumor. And I look out the door and I'm like, oh. No, and I closed the door. I've literally, like, I've pretty uh, much gone everywhere I've gone. I've gone with with the pew pew sitting on right. my side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and should... that's just to be, you know, that's just to be safe. We, I mean, we really don't know. We have so many people coming into our country and stuff like that. Especially, you know, men can protect themselves really well. It's the women with the children and putting your kids in the car that's that you need to be. Really aware of your surroundings. Yeah. And, you know, we, we say... I carry, work. but I haven't put my gun together. No, no. <laughs> because I, I got you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I go everywhere with the ladies. That's one thing is that um, yes. I either go by myself or I go with them. Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the thing is, though, is that whether it's day or night, you know, like, guys, gentlemen, and I know you're all... I don't have to tell you guys. I know I don't. I know you are just like I am. If you have to get something at nighttime, gentlemen, go out and do it yourselves. Um, don't send the women out at nighttime. It's not that women can't handle themselves. Cause trust me, you know, I'm afraid of, I'm afraid of living sometimes. I, <laughs> I, you know, I don't, if she was popping out with a gun, I'd be like, okay, you got it. I'm going to go get the, I'm going to go get the, the back perimeter. Um, nonetheless, it's not that I don't trust 
the women being able to take care of themselves. But guys, this is our job. You know, as men, we have certain obligations. And one of those obligations, even according to the Bible, is to take care of our families. So at nighttime, if you need something, go out and get it for the ladies. Um, during the day, I'd even suggest going with them if you possibly can. And then women, if you do have to go out and grab stuff during the day, be aware. Situational, operational, um, mm -hmm. you know, be aware of everything that's going on. Have a plan. Have some kind yeah, of, you of do. something to defend yourself <clears throat> on you. That's why I wear a backpack. You know, a lot of women wear the purses over their shoulder or, you know, and stuff like that. I wear a backpack on my back because I can move around quickly and grab my gun or swing around. They're not grabbing my purse and won't choke me or anything like that. So that's an idea for you women out there if you have to go out at night or alone. No. And Dust or Devo, um, Dustin's not on this evening. He called us about an hour before the show went on and he's getting uh, a sore throat and he's losing his voice. So he said that it's just been getting worse and he just didn't, didn't know if his voice would last for the show. So we were like, not a problem. I always have backup um, shows sitting waiting to go in case you know a guest can't come on or something like that so chances are he'll be with us on friday if, if he's not feeling well he'll be on with us for sure at the beginning of the yes. week and he and he did want to apologize yes. and he also mm -hmm. wanted to let you know that he just released um a, a video on palestine um that i believe he put up on his site let me let me get that information correct what does it say um let's see Okay, so please let everyone know that I put out a Palestine documentary this week. If you if you want to see it, he's on Telegram, and I will go get his link and I will drop it in the chat. Exactly. So you can check that out. Dustin does amazing research and amazing work, and so it would be good for you if you're interested to go yeah, check it out. Exactly, and he'll be on. And Devo, I yeah. appreciate that. I want to thank Devo too for the. The puppy picture. Well, it's not a real a puppy anymore, but man, he looks so much like my dog. It's crazy. And the border collies, um, they always sit with their legs crossed, like they're like prim and proper, you know, like they're you, you just picture them dressed up in a tuxedo, sitting all fancy. That's how border collies like to sit. I, I that picture made my day. I absolutely loved it. Um, so next we got a uh, coming clean. One in five people admit the twenty twenty election fraud. Um, dealing with uh a mail-in vote. So one in five people have admitted, um, for, you know, fudging the stuff that they sent in via the mail, um, you know, in multiple states. So like I said, more and more of this stuff's coming out. So I'm hoping that, uh, you know, this all hits the fan at some point. So, uh, so, and this is interesting too. So Jack Smith is going to the Supreme court. He's reaching out to the Supreme court to see if, if, um, they can go after Trump or if he has presidential immunity. Or whatever, whatever their term is. And people are like, oh, well, that's awesome that he's doing that. No, it's not. Me, I'll explain to you exactly what this is. They know they've got nothing. They know that if this trial goes forward and goes forward and goes forward, eventually they're going to find out that nothing that they're claiming Trump did existed. So what they're trying to do now is get the Supreme Court to say, well, you can't go after him anyways. He, he's got immunity. They're, then they can still say, well, Trump was guilty of all this stuff, but we can't touch him because the Supreme Court said he has immunity. This is exactly what's happening. Jack Smith isn't going out and being a good guy all of a sudden trying to do things by the law. Jack Smith knows that everything's about to come crashing down and they're about to be shown that there was absolutely nothing there. And it's already being shown. Um, all of this truth is being shown now anyways. So he's trying to 
basically backdoor this right here to where they can still hold on to the the Trump is guilty verdict without him actually going to trial and just blaming on Supreme Court saying you can't go after him. This is what's happening. So it, it just gets crazier and crazier every single day. Um, and nobody is doing anything good. And like I said, I'm even holding out on our Speaker of the House, but I'm grateful for the things that he has done so far. He seems to be holding that line pretty well. So let's just hope that this this isn't just another game that they're playing, although I think we're all used to the game. So nobody gets disappointed any longer. Um, even with that countdown, we were talking, because I go, I, it, to me, it's become a game. There's that countdown, the cute countdown that's been, it's readjusted itself like four or five times. And now um, today it says, uh, things are coming to an end. Enjoy this Christmas. It will be the last. Bum, bum, bum. Man, this scare tactics. Anything for money. Anything for money. Friendly reminder um, that tomorrow is the Seth Rich deadline. So if I talked to you guys about this before, um, Seth Rich deadline is tomorrow. So all of that information that was asked to be received from the FBI regarding Seth Rich laptop his uh, the dongles of the um, the little hard drives, all of that stuff has to be in their hands by tomorrow. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, the dark Christmas exactly. Art, um, <laughs> remember the dark. We we're supposed to have black Christmases black Christmas. and dark Christmases. Um, like I said, yeah. at this point, every color Christmas that you can think of. At this point, I'm just prepared. <laughs> um, you know, and there's going to be a point. You know where. We're, I've been, we, we've all been waiting. We're like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Now we're all literally going to be shocked when something does, does happen. happen. We're going to be like, huh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> so this is the time to be prepared. Um, we'll see where the Seth Rich stuff goes um, tomorrow, if they even talk about it on the news. But it is, in fact, due to be in their hands tomorrow. So let's see if that comes down to it. Um, this right here, guys, this is just funny. So those of you who live in Kentucky, you'll appreciate this. Um, oh, this is really good. I this, love this. Yeah, this was uh, th this guy going around. He calls it, um, let's visit the sexiest places in Kentucky. And he went through all the different city names. So I'll just let him say it. Oh, it must be on TikTok because it's not opening up. All right. We'll get here eventually, guys. I'm just going to keep on rambling until we get here. Here we go. visit some of the sexiest places in Kentucky. <laughs> we'll kick things off with Moorhead, Kentucky. Then after you've gotten plenty of Moorhead, you're gonna wanna head down to Knob Lick, Kentucky. Then a quick <laughs> trip to Bald Knob. And rounding out the Knobs, Licks, and Moorheads is Big Bone Lick, Kentucky. Now you don't wanna ignore the derriere, so you're gonna wanna head on down to Eastern Kentucky to Broadbottom. And speaking of other assets, I think it would be wise to spend a little bit of time in Sugar Tit, Kentucky. If you make all those <laughs> successfully, you will definitely end up in Climax, Kentucky, which is bound to lead you right over to Pleasureville, Kentucky. And if you do all that, you're going to hell for certain, y'all. <laughs> There's literally a hell for certain road. <laughs> oh God, we gotta kick and I know Bob way. was joking with Beaver Lick, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure there is a Beaver Lick, Kentucky. <laughs> Okay, there's some good humor <laughs> from us Kentuckians. No, I, I lost it. I saw I saw that earlier, and I was like, and I went and checked. I'm like, all these pieces are real. And he goes, and if you go to this place, it's probably going to lead you to Pleasureville, Kentucky. And there's a little Pleasureville, Kentucky night too in there George as well. Like Kentucky. There's a whole lot of licks. I got to find out what lick means. I think it has something to do with like a river base or, or something like that. Maybe. I think it has something to do with like a, a yes, yeah, okay, yes. 
So I cough kilter um, agrees, says that, that I'm right. But yeah, because there's licks all over the place here. There's like, uh, like he just said, he named like four or five licks, and we've got a bunch of licks right around this area. Too. A bunch of licks. Yeah, that's what, that's what they're called. <laughs> that's funny. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but it's, that's pretty funny. I'm like, oh, I had to look at that stuff up. I'm like, oh, that stuff does exist. Um, so once again, the pharmacies, we already talked about the pharmacies who were uh, handing out people's information. Um, so what was uh, weird today is uh, this was in um, northern Ohio connecting up to Michigan. Um with their airports. So I guess all the airports are like right next to other states because technically the Kentucky or the Ohio airport, the Southern one is in Kentucky. That's just, the one I flew in. Yeah. That's the one that you flew mm -hmm. into, but mm -hmm. this guy saw, um, and it's not uncommon to see some of these military aircraft at one time or another popping up. He said every couple of weeks, but he said they were all in the air today. And these are like nuclear, the, the airplanes that carry all the nukes and stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah, there was something scary. going on today at the Northern airport up, the one that connects by Michigan. He said what Michigan was about 10 seconds away from wherever this is. Yeah. So that's interesting. And I've been trying to find out more about that, but I haven't, but there's all kinds of, you know, you talk to or listen to monkey works and he talks about a lot of what's going on around this country right now. I think he's the best one to go to really. Oh yeah. Um, this one right here, red voice media puts on the thing. Um, radical gun control narratives are completely obliterated by a random white dude in a flannel He's like, uh, you know, I don't, he doesn't know who this guy is, but this stuff needs to go all around the world. And he's talking about the importance of, of having the guns here, especially what's going on right now. Um, think about this. Imagine not being armed in a time that we've got blackouts and, and no communication whatsoever. You know, because um, we see what's happening in these cities right now. Just when a, a corrupt DA comes in, they're yes. getting away with murder, almost quite literally. As a matter of fact, quite literally in some of these occasions. Um, and he's just, he, he goes through everything and just points out the importance of, of making sure that you are armed and you're completely prepared, but most importantly, also knowing how to use that. There, there's no point in having a, um, pew pew. Yes. I try to avoid this word so I don't get flagged. <laughs> um, there's no point of owning one if you don't know how to use it, cause you're going to get out there and you're going to end up hurting someone else or at least learning the laws. I know um, many of our, our states right now allow you to open carry or conceal carry without having to have come, you know, a license or so to do so. But um, I am a big fan of understanding, you know, very basic trigger discipline, um, much more how to use it and understanding. You don't want you want to know your surroundings. Don't go shooting at something if you don't know what's on the other side of it, that kind of stuff. So, you know, definitely learn these rules. Um, know how to use your gun if you get it whoops i said it <laughs> if, you, if you get an opportunity um to get out to a range or something like that have a little practice and and once again um you got to remember too is if you ever have to use your freedom spreader mm -hmm. um you've got your, your your target a is never gonna stand still like a target at a range nor will you be standing still so i mean if you get an opportunity um what i did as I bought some of the uh, blank rounds, they're not even blanks. They're basically just like uh, little rubber bullets that go in so that you can practice using it. Cause I am, I know a lot of people that own um, arms like to uh, have that thing engaged all the time, maybe with a safety arm. I don't like that. I don't feel comfortable doing so. So what I do is I'll sit at home and I'll practice um, with my rubber bullets um, engaging it. So pulling it from my harness and engaging it as quickly as I can. So that I get that muscle memory. So if I ever get to that point, I can pull it from the side, engage that gun as quickly as I possibly can. Um, 
you know, so I, I do keep it loaded. Um, I don't keep mine locked. I, I, like I said, is I don't like to do that unless I absolutely have to. For those of you that are brave enough to do it, good for you. Um, I appreciate I appreciate the, the courage to be able to do that. I just, I just am always assuming there's going to be some little kid coming up wanting to, mm -hmm. you know, check things out without asking and then grabbing onto it. And you know, at that point, it's 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 the same way too. It's if I and I'm anal about this though. So Whenever I pull up my harness, I always um, pull the mag out mm -hmm. and the and you know make sure that there's nothing in the chamber. I, I do that, and if I set my my uh, pew pew down and walk out of the room and come back into it, and I pick it mm -hmm. back up, the first thing I do is the same thing as I open it up to make sure there's nothing in it because I don't. I just assume that some ghost is going to be in my house, like loading something in the chamber when I'm not there. So I just better safe than sorry, especially when you're dealing with stuff like that. But it's one of the great things we have here in the United States of America is to be able to protect ourselves. Um, so I'm going to play this little quick, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to, we, we only have about 30, uh, 30 minutes left because I'm doing a short show because I got to work tonight. So I'm going to go straight into the topic and we'll get back into the news tomorrow. We'll see if MSM liars will join me tomorrow evening for MSM liars Thursday on Wednesday, since we will be doing some work. So tonight, um, I chose this one because, you know, and I, I tie this on how do you handle tribulations? And I'm not referring to tribulation as in the upcoming times after rapture, some believe, post-rapture, some believe, you know, or pre-rapture. We, we don't know that for sure. Um, so be prepared. Have Christ in your heart. Have that relationship. Repent. And you're going to be set for whenever the rapture is, whether then or there. And if you get a little prepared right now for, then you'll be ready to even deal with that. Because um, the one thing is, is the tribulations that are going to be coming are going to be designed for the bad people, not for the good people that have God in their heart. God's going to be speaking to us. So let's say rapture comes later. Um, God's going to be speaking to us the whole time. We'll be prepared. Like I said, that's the greatest thing about Christ. That's what's keeping most of us calm right now is our relation with God, knowing that everything is in God's hand and there's no point for us to fear panic or so forth. So, but we still do all go through tribulations. When we're born on this earth, we know that someday we're going to die and we know that life isn't going to be perfect all the time. And a lot of people, the, and it's not the Christians, because, you know, th there may be a day where a Christian loses a child and then they have that temporary lapse like, God, why did you do this? You know what I'm saying? Like, we may all go through that at some point, but it's mainly the non-believers and the atheists that are like, oh, yeah, well, if there is a God, why would he have allowed this? You know, they're always the negative Nancys. They're always the ones that are trying to put something out there, you know, to get you to doubt, because it's not enough for them to doubt God. They got to, you know, get you to doubt him too, you know? So, um, we're at least doing them a favor by trying to encourage God, you know, but one thing that we all deal with is tribulations. And we've discussed this before is that tribulations may seem like bad or, or at least make your life uncomfortable, but God's not putting these things in your life because he's mad at you. He's not putting tribulations and trials into your life because he's punishing you. Often God's putting these trials and tribulations in your life because you need to be tested yourself. God knows what you're capable of, but do you know what you're capable of? So God gives you these little trials and tribulations, these barriers for you to climb over or these rivers for you to pass, you know, just like with the rivers. Um, you know, God didn't put the flood and in, in the, in the river in front of you because you can't swim. He put it in front of you because your enemies can't swim. Um, but he puts these things in our lives in order to strengthen us in order to give us the attributes and the skills that we're going to need possibly coming up. He refined you, Nemo. Exactly. Thank you. 
He puts these things in your life to make you better, to make you stronger. So he's not doing it because he's mad at you. He's doing it because he's preparing you. No different than a drill sergeant does when he's training you for the battlefield. He's not going to be like, all right, you signed up. Come on over here. Here's your weapon. Here are your boots. I'm sending you off to Iran tomorrow. You know, the military doesn't do that. They Well, maybe today. <laughs> maybe they do that today, but originally not so much. They train you. They get you ready for what you're going to walk in. They, they make sure that you're not just physically fit, that you have the strategies, the skills that you need, but you also are psychologically ready for what you're walking into. And God is the same thing. God is the general of generals, the king of kings. He's here to make sure. He doesn't want to send you into battle. God knows there's a battle coming, and he's not going to send you into it ill-equipped or unprepared. So most believers in Christ throughout history of Christianity have suffered tribulation. We all have. For most, it has been um, ever-present reality. And you can find uh, examples of this in uh, 1 Thessalonians 1, 6, um, 2 Timothy um, 3, 12 through 13. The New Testament describes tribulation as the inevitable conflict between the good news of Jesus Christ and the sinful, hostile world dominated by Satan. You can find that in John 16, 33 and 2 Corinthians 1, 8. The word for tribulation, um, the philipsis, is found 45 times in the New Testament and is uh, variously translated suffering, distress, affliction, trouble, persecution, or tribulation. So sometimes the context deals with hardships that are common to every individual, such as childbirth, illnesses, and the common relationship. Tribulation is something that all believers in the New Testament experience. It includes persecution, 1 Thessalonians 1-6, imprisonment, Acts 20-23, um, derision. Um, uh, you've got uh, poverty. You can find that in 2 Corinthians 8-13, sickness, Revelations 2-22, inner distress and sorrow, Philippians uh, 1, 17, and then 2 Corinthians 2, 4, and et cetera. There's many, many examples in this. So in a more narrow sense of the word tribulation refers to the hostile world's reaction to the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. So Jesus said that it's an inevitable and unavoidable that persecutions and tribulations will be present when the gospel is preached and men are saved. And that is in Matthew 13, 21. And we've seen that in our own lives. Um, you know, many of us are going through our, our trials and tribulations right now. The, the more we find a relationship with Christ, the stronger our relationships with God, the more we preach. And that's the thing is you've got the, the, the fair weathers out there, the ones that believe in Christ that don't do much other than, you know, worry about themselves. You know, the devil's going to intervene in their lives, but the devil is certainly going to be coming after the Jay Woos, you know, the, uh, the Marys. The Nickies, the people that are out there doing, the yeah, the, people like us that uh -huh. are out there doing yes. um, Lord's service. Mm -hmm. They're going to come after us more and more. So our trials and our tribulations are going to be even bigger because now you've got the devil that's working its way into your life, trying to intervene and get you mm -hmm. to stop doing what you're doing. But then you've got our heavenly Father who's watching out for us, who's giving us these things and he's yeah exactly your put armor. your armor on exactly marry all in your full armor keep that full armor yes and, your full you know, armor and, and it's right so now. important and the great thing we even i was driving around the other day and i saw two cars with stickers talking about the the full armor of god mm -hmm. you know i'm hearing this come up in conversation people are realizing that this you know some of the people that thought well this is a metaphor 
I realize and this isn't a metaphor that God wanted us to keep armed up fully, especially because the more you serve Christ, the more you serve God, the more you spread that gospel, you preach, you try to lead people to that narrow path and that relationship with God. It's the devil's coming after you hardcore. And like I said, and then God needs to make sure that you are ready for what the devil brings to you. So he puts these things in your lives so that you can strengthen and be ready. Um, a great example is think about the non-Christians in this world right now that are watching the, what's happening in this world. Um, that are the ones that are aware, I should say, of what's happening in this world. Many of them are scared to death right now. Yes. Many of them are panicking. Many of them just have no idea what to do. But look, look at us. Mm-hmm. Look at the people in this chat right now. Look at the people that are going to be listening to this later on. We're calm right now. Why are we calm right now? Because of those trials and tribulations that God has brought into our life have prepared us for this moment right here. We know Jesus. We've got that relation with Jesus. We understand that God has all of this in control. We've got nothing to worry about. The trials and tribulations that we've been, that have been put into our lives have strengthened us, not just physically, but psychologically. Our hearts have been strengthened. Our armor is becoming strengthened because we understand the importance of repentance and what we need to do to stay in the good grace and to keep on doing what we're doing. Even if we backtrack, God has our backs because he knows that we're holding that line as much as we possibly can. And that is a beautiful thing. So that's why we are all calm right now. That's why, you know, we can come on this show and and make jokes about Mm -hmm. what's happening in the world rather than being upset, crying, shivering in a corner because those tribulations and those trials have prepared us for where we are at this very, very moment. So um, the teachings of Jesus um, are only explicit descriptions and clear chronological references available in the Bible to the tribulation Christians face. You can find this in Matthew 24, 3 and 9. Jesus told the coming destruction of Jerusalem in AD, 70 AD, Matthew 24, 15 through 21, and then you can find that again in Luke 21, 20 through 24. So many of the recipients of the letters of the New Testament were being persecuted. All of them were. As a matter of fact, did the persecution stop after Jesus left this earth? No. These people stood by Jesus' side, the, the disciples, the apostles. They stood by his side. Some of them came after Christ. Paul, great example, came after Christ left this earth, but he was fortunate enough to be able to see the spirit before Christ ascended um, in the desert Mm -hmm. to where, you know, he even came around and started serving Christ. But I think only one of them, maybe a couple, but I know John, um, John the elder, they couldn't kill him. God wasn't done with him yet. He's still, I still have a purpose for you. That would be revelation. So they ended up just chunking him on an island somewhere. Um, so that he can complete God's work because they were like, what else do we do with this guy? But look at, at the, we, we did, did an episode about um, how many of the disciples and the apostles left this earth. And most of them were murdered, quarter horse, had their heads cut off, crucified upside down. Um, their tribulations and their trials didn't stop even after Christ left this earth. But did that detour them? Did that stop them from doing what they need to do? Absolutely not. They kept their missions. They held by. They even... Thomas, doubting Thomas, you know, stood up and kept on doing his job. You know, he needed that proof, Mm -hmm. but he got the proof and he kept on doing his job. And it's going to be the same with us. We were warned that there would be a time as we preach the the gospel, as we spread the holy word, that we would be persecuted. And that time may very well come. We may end up in the middle of the greatest battlefield ever, but we're prepared for it. And the greatest part is, is, you know, we can all agree. Is there a better way to leave this earth 
than to be serving Christ as we leave this earth, whether it be in a battle, whether it be spreading that gospel and being crucified ourselves. It doesn't matter because we are, we are doing what we need to do for our Lord. We have faith in him enough to continue to do that even in the middle of peril, even in the middle of danger, even in the middle of trial and tribulation. Mm -hmm. But it's all right because we're doing God's work. And like I said, is I will happily leave this earth being shot in the head, being beheaded as long as I'm doing God's work. Um, tribulations are entirely um, within the will of God, and he uses them to promote moral purity and godly character in the believer. You can find that in Romans 5, 3 through 4. So the great tribulation serves to identify um, a form of tribulation in a worldwide unprecedented time of trouble that will usher in Christ's return to the earth in great glory. Um, you can find that in Matthew 24, 21, Revelations 2, 22, 7, 14, and then Luke 21, 23. So the victorious Christian in the midst of persecution and tribulation is a constant theme in the New Testament. Also, Christ is able to reverse tribulation. So you can find that in 2 Thessalonians 1, 6. So when Christ, um, when Christ comes in glory at the second coming, there will be a glorious multitude of his followers from every nation, tribe, people, and language who have overcome. You can find that in Revelation 7, 14. Christ will have delivered them from the tribulation that began with the first disciples. You can find this in Matthew 24, 9, and ends with the redemption of all who are gathered at his second coming. Um, however, the tribulation that affected Jerusalem in um, 70 AD was only a um, microcosm of the great tribulation that will affect believers throughout the history of the church and reach a climax just before the coming of Christ. So Jesus set the example for us as to how we should handle tribulation. You can find these in 1 Peter um, 2, 21 through 25. Our attitude should be one of faith, and the goodness and justice of God. You can find that in James 1, 2 through 4. They serve to prove us faithful and lead us to greater maturity in faith. You can find that in Colossians uh, 1, 24. So tribulations are inevitable for any believer of Christ, and, and possibly and many of those who are on the verge of finding Christ, because God knows in your heart. God knows when you're on that fence. God knows even if you're not a Christian, even if, you know, just like us, you know, I can only use myself as an example because I'm the only, I've only experienced my life. But I look back now that I have that relationship with Christ. I look back into my life and I realize that even before I recognized God, even before I worshiped God, even before I repented, I can see God working in my life. God didn't deserve, didn't desert me. God didn't stay out of my life because I didn't, you know, get on my knees and pray to him every night. He was still working in my life, nudging me along until the day that I finally got on my knees and prayed. And I've been on my knees praying ever since then. So God has always worked in our lives. God will continue to work in our lives. God will be there when he puts those tribulations and trials into our lives. God will be there when we get through these and he's going to be there to help us. He's going to be there to continue to speak to us and and guide us through these times. We just need to trust enough to where we can learn how to listen to him and understand what he is putting us through. And then more importantly, why he's putting into this and what we need to do with these tribulations that are being put into our lives at this moment. So 
Um, tribulations are inevitable for any believer of Christ. Um, what should be our attitude? Our attitude. So Romans 5, 3 through 5 um, reads, And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope, and hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. This is Romans 8.35. And this says, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or a sword? No, nothing will separate us from Christ. Nothing can if you have that full faith that Christ is simply like a good father giving us lessons that we need to better ourselves. And, you know, just think of it on a human scale. Look back into your life. Think about the things that, you know, remember the the arrogant kids that we used to be? Mm -hmm. We thought we had all the answers. Like, oh, my, oh, no. my dad yeah. doesn't know. <laughs> my dad's just aged. He's from a different time. He doesn't understand. Off kilter says pain is the best teacher. 100% agree. And I also said the other night, and I, I say this often, is that there's no better teacher than failure. Yeah, there, there is no better teacher. Did I say that yesterday? <laughs> yeah, there's no better teacher than failure. You know, winning doesn't teach you. Failure does because you learn how to overcome and how to win the next time. And those are the beautiful things that God puts into our lives. So who is going to separate us from those tribulations in our belief in God? Only you can. Only the, the devil can try, but ultimately it's you. It's your free will. We have been bestowed free will by our Heavenly Father. But remembering and having that true faith and understanding of God and Christ keeps us on that track and keeps us being able to circumnavigate those rough waters. Give us the courage to step out of the ship just like Peter did. Um, you know, and all the things that Christ asked us, being able to step out of our comfort zone, have the faith of a mustard seed in order to be able to move those mountains. These are the things that God prepares us for. And what a better way to do it than to put us in situations that make us uncomfortable, which end up building our faith stronger and stronger. Because once you endure, once you get through it, think about how strong you are. And then you're never going to have to go through that again. And he's also given you the ability through your trials and your tribulations to help strengthen that in others, which is awesome. So because we are suffering with him in these tribulations, we shall also be glorified together with him. You can find that in Romans 12, 12, 14, 17 through 21, 8, 17, 37 and 2 in Romans, and then Corinthians 1, 4 through 5, and then again in 4, 17. The scripture covers this multiple times because we do see a lot of people that ask those questions. Heavenly Father, why are you putting these into my lives? You know, and, and we always have their struggles right when we're dealing with it, especially, and I always go back because I, I can't think of one of the harder things that we may have to deal with in our lives than a parent losing a child. Oh, yes. You know, those are, are tough things, you know, but they do. They're refiners of fire. Mimo, well said, but Mimo, I wish I had time. I'd bring you on tonight. You're on fire tonight yourself. Um, you know, this is the thing is that we are here for one another. The lessons that we have been given from God, those trials and tribulations, we now have the ability to pass those down to help other people. We now have the ability to keep other people from having to go through those same trials and tribulations. But remember this, God never puts anything into your life that you cannot handle. 
God's not going to put something into my life that's going to end up me dead. And then God going, oh, whoops, uh, I thought you could handle that. No, no, no. God knows what we can handle. And if we fail, it's not him failing us. It's us failing us. You know, so we need to ride that, to step up, to do what we possibly can, not just to strengthen ourselves, but to utilize our hardships in order to bring others to that point where they don't have to go to those. Um, you know, I say the same thing is that God gives us lessons in order to strengthen ourselves. And if you fail, God's going to give you another lesson. God's going to give you another lesson. Um, and eventually we're going to end up, you know, fulfilling. We're going to pass those lessons. We're going to pass those tests that God's given to us. Um, and they're going to get harder and harder. And if you refuse to, to listen, if you refuse to follow what God's asking you to do, rather than watching someone else break that leg and you learning that lesson from what they, from their fall, God's going to break your leg and you're going to end up having, and I'd use that as a metaphor, but you're going to end up, um, you know, and, and Pepper, you're right. Um, God does want us to rely on him 100%. That is, is well said is that, you know, it's not us. And I, and I may have misspoken there. It's not us that come past these trials and tribulations. It's God that brings us through. So God's right there with us as we're going through these trials and tribulations. But that's the thing is that God, um, just like a parent, you know, think about your mom. You, you may be a 50 year old person now, but does your mom ever stop being a mom? Does your mom ever want you to stop relying or to stop needing her? Absolutely not. Your parents always want you to, to, to need them. They, your parents always want you to, to, to lean on them and rely on them for help. And God is the same exact way. God wants us to rely on him. He wants us to ask him for things. He wants us to pray for him because that is just more of us being able to show God how much we need him and that we can't do things on this earth without him. And that's one, you know, the big difference is the devil tries to create, you know, these pagan roots, these pagan aspects, these pagan religions, these new age religions. What, and what do these religions do? What do they have in common? They have, they make you think that you are responsible for the things that happen into your life. They think that when you do magic, that you are the one casting the spell in order to make things happen. It's self-righteousness exactly off kilter. Here's the reality of it. Everything that, that we accomplish, everything on this earth comes from God. It's not magic. It's not mysticism. It's literally the creator of this earth giving us the ability to reach out and ask him for the help for the things that we need into our lives and we may not always get it we, we said this as well is you know be careful what you pray for not be careful what you pray for just be ready to get um the prayer answered in a way that you're not expecting because once again you can pray to god for strength all day god's not a genie god's not gonna be like granted you are now have the strength of a hundred men no He's going to give you the opportunity to earn that muscle, to earn the, the mental muscle, the heart muscle. He's going to give you the ability to become stronger. He's not going to grant you that wish. Um, and that's the thing. Do you appreciate things that are given to you more than you appreciate those things that you earn? I certainly don't. Um, we live in a world right now of participation trophies. You know what I'm saying? Like those kids may be excited about that trophy now. But is that trophy going to be something they brag about later in their life because everyone on the team got one? Or is the accomplishment of earning their degree, earning their trophy, earning that first place ribbon, earning their win, that's what you appreciate a little bit more. And then remember, you know, it all comes from God. Um, like I said, you know, you, you don't pray for winning. You pray for 
the health and the ability to participate. Um, and then, you know, it's not like God chooses sides either. You know, it's not like, hey, God, please let the Minnesota Vikings win this weekend. It doesn't yeah. work like that. Um, <laughs> you know, but and I know there's people out there that are like, dear Lord, please let the Jaguars win. I think we've all may have slipped up and said that at some point. And God's like, well, well, actually, you know, I'm not a Jaguars fan. <laughs> Oops. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. But nonetheless, is it, you know, Pepper, you are hundred percent right. I did misspeak. Is that, um, you know, God wants us to rely on him. So what are the answer to tribulations? Prayer. And then God giving you what you need to get through that. It isn't going to be you that gets you through that. Like I said, that's when you're falling right into the whole pagan belief of self-righteousness. And God isn't about self-righteousness. He's about selflessness. So guys, I told you we we're going to be doing a short show tonight. I've got um, a job that I've got to get edited this evening um, because I'm going to be going off and, uh, and uh, helping out somebody. So if there's anyone in Kentucky that wants to join us in this little venture, um, this is just not too far away from Independence, Michigan, or Independence, Michigan, Independence, Kentucky. We're going to be there um, probably about mid-afternoon. And we're going to help this, this lady get her, uh, I don't know why I said Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's going to, we're going to help her get her, uh, her burning wood burning stove into her house. So she has a little bit of heat. Um, so if there's anybody in Kentucky that wants to join, just let me know, reach out to me at kiltedchristian at gmail.com. Um, in the meantime, like I said, we've got, I just think it's awesome. Um, even Nikki's coming all the way over from her home over on the East coast, you know, so we got a lot of people that are willing to pitch in and do this. And it just makes my heart just filled with so much inspiration and love mm -hmm. of how everyone, no one even questioned this. They're like, yes, we will be there. Yeah. Um, it's just awesome. And this is, this is the thing is that, you know, God gives us the ability um, to, to be part of other people's blessings. Well, it's going to help her to also stay warm. I mean, it's freezing here, so it's a good thing that she has a wood stove to be able yeah, to Yeah, it's in. it's like a, if um, it's not a, a a furnace off kilter. If if I'm not mistaken, it's a, a wood burning. So kind of like the, wood stove. Uh, yeah, wood stove. Kind of like the what do they call them? The Ben Franklin stoves or yes, whatever uh -huh. they were. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be something like that. So like I said, they're not guys, hard to install. No, not at all. Not at all. The roof is, but the roof hole if there's not one is hard to install because you have to go through all that but other than that it's not hard exactly and then one last thing before we go on the prayer tonight um you guys know that any way that we can help people out we will we will if it's if it's financial or if it's labor or anything that we can do that it, it's truly helping someone in need out we will hands down do it but yes i i have to say this real quick um I'm not going to put, you know, like I said, it, there's people that are needing more money than I have the ability to hand out. We, we will get gifts and goes. We yes. will get mm -hmm. some of those things set up. Um, I will never put you, any of you, not one of you, if I ever put a gifts and go or anything to help someone out, um, we, we try to keep it in a way to where you guys are using a platform, for instance, um, gifts and go or something that you yes. trust. To where you have a little bit more faith that it's not just going to someone who's trying to scam. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that, you know, that because most people here mm -hmm. sincerely reach out for things. We've had some people that I know that are being sincere. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to do anything where I'm like just asking you guys to send us money to where I send the check off to somebody. Yes. Because sadly, this world Has um, does take advantage of people with good hearts. And I'm never going to put you guys into a situation like that. So... For those of you who are listening who have reached out to us recently that do need some help, we are right here. We believe you. We want to help. 
but we're not going to put anyone here into a situation to where they can't trust that the donations that they're giving is it going to really help somebody in need? So that being said, yes. guys, we are here for you. I'm mm -hmm. sadly, you know, a while back, if you guys remember, I mentioned that I was going to be purchasing Bibles for people. And you would not believe the amount of people mm -hmm. that were asking for that Bible money that literally didn't purchase, didn't purchase the Bible with the Bible. it. They were just trying to get a little extra mm -hmm. cash. Um, yeah. You know, so it's not that I don't trust. It's that I'm just cautious yes and, and also we want to make sure that you know if anybody is contributing to them through you know through us from us sharing the information on our telegram or through the show we want to make sure that everything is legit and it goes through the you know the stages through like give Cinco or paypal or whatever to make sure that yeah, everything so we, is up yeah. on the episode. So at least we know there's a name tied to tied it. And if people find out they were scammed, they, they have a way to get that, that cash money back. back yes. So like I said, guys, we are here. To we are here to help um, any donations. Do. The pod points that you guys put in here, the mm -hmm. donations that, you know, we yeah. get an occasion from, uh, you know, over on PayPal. Like I said, that money goes to helping other people, mm -hmm. but we're not just going to willy nilly give that out because there are a lot of scammers out there. It's a different story. If I know someone that's here every single night, mm -hmm. you're not going to, you know, play the long game like that and spend an hour and a half with us every single night. You yes, know what I'm saying? Exactly. But there are people that literally will play a long game mm -hmm. and they'll pop in on occasion. Mm -hmm. Just for the long scam. So we are watching out for all of you here. Yes. Um, we're also watching out for those that need help. Yes. So I just wanted to say that so that the people that have recently asked for help understand it's not that I don't trust them. It's that we live in a very untrusting world right now. And I don't want to put anyone into a situation to where they're donating to a scam and not yes. someone who legitimately needs, needs it. The help. Because let's face it, there's a lot of people out here that, that really need the legit help. Mm -hmm. and, and I thank you all for, for the contributions that you've given in the past. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it always goes to a good place. We are here to help others. And in return, we're helping ourselves and we're doing what God wants us to do. Absolutely. And that is being selfless and not mm -hmm. selfish. Mm -hmm. So that being said, let's go ahead and, and do a little bit of prayer, guys. So please uh, bow your heads. Heavenly Father, thank you again for another just beautiful, gorgeous day. Thank you for another day that we can breathe and, and just be here with with each other and, and spread that gospel and talk about you and talk about scripture dear lord there's not much in this life that is worth there's nothing in this life that is worth more than what you have blessed us with so dear lord let us never take for granted even the little things dear lord one of these days we're gonna miss things like a candy bar or, or a pepsi cola the things that we just can go out and get anywhere we take so much for granted because heavenly father we see it every single day in our lives but dear Lord, those are all blessings, just like the fact that you gave us today. And Father, if you give us tomorrow, that's just another blessing. So dear Lord, don't let us just wake up and enjoy the day. Let us utilize that extra day. Because every day, that's the way I look at it, Father. I look at every day as a bonus day. A bonus day that you have decided to bless us with, dear Lord, so that we can utilize that in order to help other people. So dear Lord, let us help others. Let us reach out. Let us spread that gospel. Most important thing we can do is to help them find that relationship with you if they don't have it because then everything that they need is going to be answered. All their prayers, everything they need in life is all going to come to them. But they need to realize first and foremost where it came from. Dear Lord, while many people are still worshiping the creation, let us never forget the creator. Let us let them, let's explain to them that the things on this earth didn't just manifest. 
They came from our heavenly father. They came from the creator and we should always give love and always give thanks to you for everything that you have blessed us with for the pets, for our family, for our loved ones, for the little things, just like being able to take a little trip in, in your car and go around and look at Christmas lights. All of those things are a blessing. It's that we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring father. So let us embrace this moment and let us utilize every moment that you give us from here on out to do your service. Heavenly Father, as we repent, I ask that you just strengthen our armor every single day, dear Lord, because we're not going to backtrack. We're not going to turn our backs on you, dear Lord. We are going to walk with you. If you let us walk in front of you by your side or behind you, we are going to be right there with you, dear Lord, serving you along the way. But we also understand that with the love that we have for you, with the service that we perform for you, the trials, the tribulations become bigger and bigger in our lives. The devil tries to work in our lives even more to remove us from this battleground. Father, give us that strength to just own the battleground. If we end up in the greatest spiritual war of all times, dear Lord, and we lose our lives, let it let us live our lives serving you, doing noble things, things that help other people, things that you would smile upon us for doing, dear Lord. We're going to make mistakes, dear Lord. You realize that. That's why you sent your son down here to die on that cross so that we had a chance as sinners for salvation. But dear Lord, let us take every day to better ourselves, to become better people. Let us give our testimonies that we've had in our lives, our hardships, even our great times to example to other people what they find when they find you, when they bring you into their lives, how life isn't going to just be easy all of a sudden. It's never going to be easy. Some ways things are going to get harder, dear Lord, but those persecutions that come with serving you are absolutely worth it in the end, dear Lord, because you gave us life, dear Lord, and you gave us eternal life. So by having that relationship with you, dear Lord, we may lose the fleshies that we're walking around on this earth with, dear Lord, but we're going to have eternal life in heaven. We'll be able to look over, help, help people in a different way. Dear Lord, thank you. Thank you for having patience with us and bringing us to the point that we are right now. And dear Lord, continue to let us stay on this track. Continue to give us all that we need during this lifetime, dear Lord, in order to strengthen ourselves, to become better equipped for the battlefield that we're walking into, become better servants for you, Heavenly Father. But dear Lord, just thank you for the simple things and thank you for life in general. And continue, dear Lord, to give us everything that we need so that we can serve you the best that we can while we are here. Thank you for life. In Jesus Christ's name and our Heavenly Father's name we pray. Amen. Well, everybody, apologies for the short show tonight. Like I said, Dustin will be back on with us very, very soon when he's feeling better. Um, and then I've got some work to do because we got to keep the oil running, the lights on, the bills paid. So uh, got a little bit of editing to do. We'll be back tomorrow evening. Um, MSM Liars, uh, if you were available tomorrow night um, to come on with me, that would be awesome. You're a little bit late. Matter of fact, you're late. The show's ended, John. <laughs> but if you if you are willing to come on with me tomorrow night, we will do um, MSM Liars Thursday on Wednesday so that we can go off and help somebody out on Thursday. And then we'll be back again on Friday. So we will see how that goes. I'll, I'll reach out to you after the show, John. But in the meantime, guys, I love you all. I appreciate everything that you do. We are in the season where we celebrate the birth of our Savior, not necessarily the day that he was born, but nonetheless, is there any wrong day to celebrate Christ? I think not. And this is a way we can come together as family. We can read scripture, talk about the blessing that we had, because the day that Christ was born was the day that our salvation began. 
when Christ died on that cross. An absolutely beautiful thing. I am so thankful to be where we are right here today and to be able to come together nightly for Kilted Christian, just to be able to chat, hang out, and have our own little church. But guys, I love you with all our heart. We love you with all of our yes. hearts. We will be back tomorrow evening. In the meantime, enjoy yourselves. Go get some hot chocolate, drink an eggnog, do something like that, guys. Just go out and have a good time. But we love you very, very much. Thank you for listening to Kilted Christian, episode 503, How to Do, How Do You Handle Tribulations? In the meantime, I leave you with this. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's the bombs bursting in Our flag was Oh, say, does that star spangled banner yet wave? Have an absolutely beautiful rest of your night. And remember, we are so fortunate enough to know how this ends. God wins. So fear not, stress not, let go of the anxiety. We have everything that we need to get through these times. And there will be hard days. There will be tribulations. There will be persecutions. But we're serving our Lord. And there's no greater thing that we can do with this time that we have on this earth. Because God promises today, not tomorrow. So every day is a bonus day. Guys, I love you all very, very much. Hold that line. Keep in prayer. We're going to get through this just fine. Just keep united, not divided. Have an absolutely beautiful night. We will see you tomorrow evening. We love you and God bless.